Welcome to the Wanted Project Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to explain a little more about what I hope for with this series. In an ideal situation, I'd be able to travel wherever we are and personally interview women interested in contributing to this work. I'd love to produce this in such a way that each episode had high-quality footage and was like a mini-documentary. Because the better we do this, the more women we'll reach. And I think it's important that we know we're not alone. We don't need to be isolated. And actually, we're a pretty fun and interesting group. I think quality-wise, the best bet short of getting to actually film everybody individually is that people film themselves or have a friend do it and then send me the material and I'll do my best to edit it together. So in this episode, I've used myself as a test subject just really so that I can give you an idea of what I mean when I say I want to do a podcast. Now, I focused on myself as the subject, so I'm a musician. Don't worry, you don't have to be a musician. I expect us to be all sorts of things. It doesn't matter if you're a student or a rocket scientist, and we have one of those. <laughs> so you're going to see footage of me talking mixed in with stills and hopefully we'll come up with a bunch of these little mini docs about women and our lives and they'll just give us an opportunity to bear witness for each other Hi, my name is Nitra. I'm a singer-songwriter, and I am an openly lesbian singer-songwriter, which is not exactly a good career move, in case you're wondering. I've learned to do a lot of different things over the years. At one time I worked uh, in a store that sold organic produce and then I worked in another store and ended up being the produce manager for many years. And I started learning to do web design and graphic kind of things because I needed it for my own website as a musician. And my brother knew how to do this and so I just kind of learned from him, and next thing you know, I was getting freelance work doing web design. And it was actually a really good career choice, I guess, if you could call it that. But what it allowed me to do was kind of keep a income hustle happening, even if I was out doing gigs and things like that, because I could work remotely. And, you know, things like that have just expanded over the years, uh, whatever I have to learn uh, to make things that I want to make, do things that I want to do, I just end up doing it, you know, uh, learning it. Even now, this stuff that I'm doing for this podcast is stuff I'm, I'm learning as I go. 
So I hope that as they come along that they will get better and fancier and I'll just learn and hopefully I won't, you know, make everything cheesy or anything. I was talking to a friend last night about it, and then she was saying, you know, that's what lesbians do. We sort of just learn as we go and uh, make our own thing. So that's that's how I'm learning what I'm doing. And, um, you know, I expect that will also be helpful in how I do things uh, musically as well. I live in New York. I spend a lot of time with my partner of 12 years and our dogs we love to travel music's taking me all over the world Both of my parents are musicians. My mom is a singer-songwriter and my dad is a jazz musician. I wanted to play tuba when I was a kid because that's what my dad played. And I love the tuba, so that is actually one of the instruments I play. Uh, and I have a band called Fat Bottom Girls. It's uh, four tuba players and a rhythm section, all women. Sometimes I play also with just a rhythm section bass guitar and drums. I play guitar myself in that. I started out as a bass player and I ended up picking up guitar because it was just practical really. I started having problems with my hands for a little bit and thought it might be carpal tunnel so I just took a break from playing at all and while I was in that break period I started plucking around on the guitar because it's a lighter string and it seemed a little easier on my hands. It's also a little more practical for solo gigs and so I kind of developed my own style of playing and that's been good. I 
I think of myself as a bass player with a guitar. I don't really think of myself as a guitar player. In, in fact, I feel really underqualified when anybody asks me to do anything on guitar because I really just know how to do what I know how to do. I'm still learning. I'm, I'm interested in learning all the time. So, I, yeah, I'm going to, you know, try to learn other styles and ways of playing. I'm always fascinated by actual guitar players. <laughs> Having grown up knowing tuba as a very cool instrument in my house, I, I always thought it was great. And if you really wanted to have a good band, you had to have at least four tubas. It makes complete sense that that is my preferred sound. I grew up listening especially to Taj Mahal's Real Thing album, which is uh, a live album, and it has that sound that four tubas in a rhythm section kind of sound. Blues is the place I start when I talk about what kind of music I do. I say it's blues-based, but it can go anywhere. Like, I, my mom was a singer-songwriter in more of a folk tradition, and she later kind of developed more into country. So I grew up listening to basically everything from country and rock and jazz. My dad also did a lot of studio work and he played in the band at Saturday Night Live. So I heard so much different music and my music is informed by all the music I've listened to. So if you were to listen to one of my records, you would hear something that sounds a little country, a little gospel, a little blues. Anyway you need her, she will come. Yeah. Anyway you need her, she will come. Oh yes, by the intentions of your heart, know that you can call on God. And anyway you need her, she will come. A lot of people think of uh, women's music. You know, if you play women's music, that's folk music. Uh, it's just music by women. So what I do, I consider women's music. Here's the thing about lesbian folk singers and that sort of stereotype that women's music has. It's really the people who did solo performance that could survive as artists in a way that a band really couldn't because you have to get five people to agree to sleep on people's couches and or do house concerts and church basements and you can't get five people to agree to that so bands didn't survive in the way that solo artists survived but there were all kinds of artists women's music is limitless in what kind of sound it could be i've heard everything from folk to reggae r&b bulgarian women's choir pipa arhu punk rock basically you name it women do it and what makes it women's music is not the sound it's that we're doing it by and for women and it's the intention Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wanted Project Podcast. I hope it gives you a better idea about how you can participate. I'm going to put some kind of link on the website that will explain more in detail how you can submit content to be included in a future episode. 
And remember, you are wanted, you are loved, and I want you to know it. Mothers and daughters, women born women, and we gather in the light of the August moon. Amazon women, and we're out in the woods, and we heal by the light of the August moon. Deaf women, hearing women, dancing in the light of the August moon. Girls and women in the Michigan woods, and we love by the light of the August moon. First time I came to festival, learned I'd always been afraid.